0: night on unsolved mysteries virginia unexplained death update thanks lieutenant stevens again coin scam missing boat crew of the sarah joe and baltimore baby napping Hi, I'm your co-host Crystal,
1: and I'm your other co-host Robert, and this is Reenacted, an Unsolved Mysteries podcast. How are you doing, Crystal?
0: <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing very well, Robbie. I've got uh, our third uh, but silent co-host, uh, Beto, my dog, He's uh-huh. curled up next to me because it's quite cold in my apartment. Cold? Well, I mean, relative. I mean, it's like got down to like 65 68 degrees. degrees here today. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little chilly. I turned the heater on. Okay. Um, I understand the rest of our country is freezing to death, and I am sending warm thoughts their direction.
1: Are you going to change your Facebook image uh, to have like a, a blurred snowflake overlay? Or...
0: <laughs> is that a thing people are doing right now?
1: No, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happens.
0: <laughs> uh, well, well uh, so what's going on with you? Oh, well,
1: um, I'm actually taking a slight break from an extended tour of house sitting for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this, this, it's like a five or six day long thing while they're down in Monterey taking their kids to aquariums or something. Um, it's... I was really excited about it because they have Netflix and I was just going to gorge myself on that. But within like the first two hours of watching Netflix, something happened to their Wi Fi. What? And I don't know what because I'm not a technology guy
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I can't figure it out. So, you know. Much like D.B. Cooper, if he had landed out in the middle of the woods without his trusty knife and matches, I now find myself having to subsist off the meager offerings of HBO Cinemax Showtime, (laughs) Encoring Stars, which is just barely enough to to (sighs) keep out in existence.
0: That sounds rough. I am sorry, dude.
1: I I know it, it, it's like it's practically like Robinson Crusoe conditions, um, but yeah, you know, I'm making it work. So yeah, well, that's
0: good. That's good. Yeah. Um, I uh, have a few movie recommendations.
1: Oh, okay. That, well...
0: If you haven't watched them already for your HBO experience. Okay. Actually, I have one movie recommendation, and this is also to our listener viewers. If you haven't seen it already, although I think everybody probably has, I really recommend Get Out.
1: Oh uh, yeah! Did you watch
0: That's...
1: it? No, but I've read reviews, so I am definitely intrigued enough to watch that. Is that is that coming on H? Is that on HBO yeah, this month?
0: Yeah, it's on HBO this month. Um, I, would... I don't have HBO, and I saw it uh, earlier in the or last year. We're in 2018. Welcome to 2018. Also, this episode will probably come out. <laughs> By oh, yeah. mid year. Did, he, did we even wish
1: each other a Merry Christmas?
0: Um, no, but I didn't really wish anyone besides my mother a Merry Christmas. I right. just I just totally checked out for the holidays this year and it felt great. I didn't do well, anything and I didn't go anywhere.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much my life yeah. all the time. Uh that sounds great.
0: It was. But, it, was it was fantastic. Yeah. Was really well, good.
1: Well, I will definitely check uh, "Get Out" because I hear it's a, a nice sort of twist on racial sort of themed stuff.
0: It's like, um, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but if you've right. seen "Look Who's Coming to Dinner," or "Guess mm-hmm. Who's Coming to Dinner," um, with with Sydney Poitier, remember? <laughs> Look who's coming to dinner. <laughs> Look who's coming to dinner. Look out! <laughs> He's coming to dinner? No, I think it was guess who's coming to dinner. What is that movie called? Yeah, yeah, guess. Okay. Guess, I, guess who?
1: Uh, guess is coming who's to coming dinner. dinner.
0: Um, yeah, if you've seen that, it's like that, uh, but in reverse and absolutely terrifying. So.
1: Fascinating.
0: Yeah, so kind Absolutely. of nothing like that. I mean, it's that's where the premise well, starts, and then right, right. You know, it, it, it
1: yeah. it's a useful tool for you know your description as as a starting point to describe the film. Yeah,
0: it, it uh,
1: perfectly makes sense. I'm sure.
0: I I had trouble sleeping for a couple of nights after <laughs> I was uh, disturbed to my very core. Uh, but for that reason, I'm saying best movie of 2017 best movie yeah yeah and i there were some good movies that came out last year but that one really uh, i think it was an instant classic and it um uh it's a lot to think about and we will discuss it after you watch it and not on the podcast anyway well, um we should,
1: should... <laughs> should we get on to uh yeah should, should we actually... get on with
0: it i i also wanted to do a little the our shameless plugs at the beginning of this since we're having some chit chat. Uh, Of course if you want to reach us on Twitter uh, we're at reenactedpod. We have an email address also it's reenactedpod at gmail.com if you feel like telling us to shut the fuck up. If you want to say something nice that we'd really appreciate if you left a review for us on iTunes um, and let us know if you're having any trouble doing that. I'd also like to give a big shout out to our Irish listeners (laughs) What? I don't know how many there are, but the the behind the scenes uh, statistics are showing me that there is at least one or two uh, really prevalent listeners in Ireland. So top of the morning to ye <laughs> in Ireland. <laughs> I'm glad you found us. that's that's all that's all I have for shameless self promotion at the beginning of this. So
1: that's that uh, that's actually kind of exciting to hear. Thank you for sharing that. So should we... Yeah, like, we should probably yeah, we'll, we'll talk about... Considering <laughs> Wait, what we have. what are we doing
0: 17... here? What is it we talk
1: about? Well, yeah, well, considering there's 17,000 segments oh, yeah. in this episode uh, of the... Unsolved Mysteries...
0: Unsolved Mysteries, uh, this was like the, the lightning round of Unsolved Mysteries. They're just coming at us hard and fast. I counted what I felt to be six individual segments mm-hmm. for this, so... Uh, plus,
1: plus, plus, uh, Robert Stack hinting in like the last minute of the episode about how we're going to find out about the results of nudist camp, uh, scammer, mm-hmm. pedophile. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Which we so, covered in the last episode. Yeah. yeah I, th- so, I think what's happened, well, clearly what's happened is, uh, what when they released this into syndication on Amazon Prime and however you're watching Unsolved Mysteries, they edited it so that the updates that come in later episodes are getting tacked onto the original episode, but they're not removing in later episodes those same updates. So there's going to be a lot of redundancies going forward, I feel like.
1: Um, uh, yeah, I, 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 I figured that was the case. I mean, it 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 makes sense if you're watching it. And they don't want people actually calling in to, to, to give updates if this case has already been solved.
0: Right. Um, I I guess there's I guess probably there are not a lot of people like us that are sitting down and watching episode after episode. Like it, <laughs> in this way, an unsolved mysteries episode is very self-contained. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that we're doing it, and and we hope that everyone is doing this along with us, is we're watching them one after another in sequence. So um, that said, we're doing episode three of season two uh, today. Yes, and uh, it starts with a segment. It's an unexplained death in the Virginia backwoods um, on September 30th, 1987. A 45-year-old woman named Kay Hall was crushed to death under the front wheel of her own truck. Uh, right out the gate, the police are like, we think the husband did it. Uh, they're not even, they're not even like, you know, dancing around this like they have with other husband killers
1: or wife
0: killers. Sorry, they're not killing husbands, they're killing wives. Um, because the man had no alibi, because the husband had no alibi in the time that the murder was committed. So, um... We get a picture of Kay and her husband. geez, I didn't put my glasses on. Kay and her husband, Bob. There we go. Uh, We get a picture of them that's shown throughout the segment. And it looks like... (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't know if this is the only picture they could find of Kay or if it was the best one. But it is a really good photo where they're obviously dressed up to go somewhere. It kind of implies that this picture was taken the night of the party... That Kay died. I thought it, def- it definitely
1: feels like it because they they very much have on their their faces the expression of the, the joy of that yeah, you have when you look forward to going to a party where you're going to drink a huge amount of alcohol. Yeah, I mean
0: they look like they're going to get hammered. But yeah. um, all that said, I think K just uh, she she seems like just from that picture I'm on like a really vivacious woman who was fun to be around. That's the impression I got from that picture. It's just, just life of the party, lights up the room. Um, Robbie, what what kind of impression did you get from that picture?
1: The exact same you got, uh, though. I mean, it, it's just sort of interesting uh, looking at their their open mouths. And just, like you say, she she seems vivacious. And he... Seems like a guy who isn't necessarily planning a murder that evening.
0: <laughs> um, you know, and they interview him. And... and I got to
1: say, of all the wife killers they've mm-hmm. interviewed so yeah. far that we've seen, he is the least suspicious seeming.
0: I'm, gl- I'm glad you picked up on that because I was really throughout this whole segment going, I don't know, it kind of doesn't seem like he did <laughs>
1: right right it it helps that unlike some of our previous uh wife killers, he's not saying things like, "Yeah, my wife's really great- great now that she's gone yeah I, I mean he has gone
0: he yeah. was very convincing at putting on how much in love he had he had been with his wife right and...
1: everything checked out he yeah. was like you know, we we fought as often as you know married couples. Uh, typically fight, and spe- you know, et, cetera, et cetera, and yeah, uh, he, he seemed very reasonable. I, and this, this, well, in, you know, it helped fit into like I felt this whole segment. Some uh, often with this show, it feels like there's sort of an editorial slant. Like the segments mm-hmm. are like, "Oh, they're guilty," mm-hmm. you know, and they, they all but say it. Mm-hmm. And in this one, they're kind of like really trying to go out of their way to be like, "Well." How could this guy possibly commit this, this, this murder?
0: Yeah. um, Well, the long and short of it is, uh, according to Kay's, one of Kay's friends uh, said that they had been sort of nitpicking and fighting a lot with each other and any little thing was enough to start a fight. And, you know, we've all been at that phase in our relationship um, hopefully, you know, you get over it and you move on and you can find a better way to communicate. But at any rate, Kay's friend said at some point she got a phone call from Kay saying that, uh, Bob was, had been physically violent with her as well. Um, there was, I'm not aware of any police report that was filed or charges that were brought against him. I think it was just that phone call to the friend.
1: Right, right. Uh, Well, you know, it was interesting. In the reenactment they they depict, they have one where they're going to go to, surprisingly, a party. And Kay wants to take the Jeep. And uh, her husband's like, no, you can't take the Jeep. And she's like, why can't I take the Jeep? Because that's what you got the DWI in. And then he starts like like, grabbing her arm, the poor... uh, towards the door or something. I, it, I mean, it, it was of all of the, the p- depictions of like physical violence. It was, it was not the most severe one, but I guess it kind of, it, it's kind of trying to convey that, you know, there had been stuff maybe along those lines in the relationship or whatnot. I just find it interesting that like this DWI me- <laughs> just mentioned at <laughs> random in this reenactment and not like, it, you know, considering that these two are going out and partying all the time, uh, they they clearly there's that there's a driving well, drunk issue probably going on with both of them.
0: Well, and uh, yeah, we'll we're, we'll certainly the, get to that bit. Yeah, that
1: that feeds into the uh, the climax of the story.
0: Yeah, um, there's also some mention during the segment um, as far as like a reenactment goes. Really, all we get them, and everybody loves to watch uh, couples have. <laughs> Low key fights all the time. That's super fun. So that's most of the segment, honestly, other than the interviews. Um, Lots
1: of aggressiveness.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, the morning of the party they end up going to, uh, Kay suddenly inherits $50,000. Hmm. Um, it was like from a deceased relative or something like that. I guess yeah. the couple had been having money troubles. Um,
1: yeah, they're, there, uh, was it Oyster? clam oyster harvesting farming business wasn't going so well
0: i i thought it was they had like a auto shop
1: no no, uh or
0: nope i think i'm confusing that with a plot line in roseanne
1: (laughs) (laughs) well it was i i believe that uh dan had an a, a motorcycle shop. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and then he hired Mark. We're talking about Roseanne now, not Roseanne. Sorry, Roseanne. Yes. Then he hired Mark. There was a lot of episodes in the shop. I don't, I don't know why this segment crossed over with episodes of Roseanne in my mind, but it did. <laughs> so they have their failing oyster business. Uh, anyway, we get a reenactment. They're at the party. Um, there's basically a scene where. Kay's is going to have another drink, and then Bob's like, "Don't you think you've had enough?" And she was like, "I'm gonna party! Woo!" That's not exactly yeah. what happened, but
1: yeah, well, it yeah, it's not it's not the exact dialogue, or but but it's very much the implied sort of you know just do due, due, due to their interaction, and then she gets super disgusted by how he gives the bartender a fifty dollar tip.
0: Yeah I think that's what set the whole all the wheels in motion, pun intended.
1: Yeah, which I mean, you know I, I, I certainly wouldn't give a50 dollar tip uh, unless I had a successful well, oyster farming okay. business.:
0: Yes, but <laughs> in the reenactment, it's a 50 dollar bill. Who's to say how much it really was? It could have been10 dollars. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah. in the reenactment, it was definitely a fifty dollar bill. Uh, so they get in an argument at the party. I think it's Bob leaves first, or no? Well, no she leaves.
1: she she takes the the vehicle because she right. she leaves in a huff.
0: She leaves in a huff. Bob stays at the party. Bob gets a ride um, back home with friends.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Not soon after this, uh, a couple of folks come up on an intersection near to the party, and they find the truck. Still, was it still running? Was it in park?
1: Oh shit! I don't, I don't know if they, they, they necessarily specified that.
0: At any rate, they find this truck and they find Kay's body under the front wheels of the truck. And they said that her body was still warm, and they were thinking she could still be alive. But it turns out she was. Pronounced dead on the scene.
1: Of um, course, they in the reenactment, they, you know, obviously they 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 couldn't figure out how to actually put the actress underneath the wheel, so they just have her pushed up against the side of the wheel, real hard.
0: <laughs> I mean, they could have just gotten a mannequin or something, or maybe yeah. they, maybe they didn't want to be too graphic.
1: Yeah, yeah. I maybe mean,
0: that's I, the other side of it. This I was I, network I, television.
1: It, it conveys the idea, I guess, well enough. Though I have to admit, I, on the first viewing, I missed that she was literally under the tire. I, I, I was thinking like, you know, she got hit and was just laying to the side or, or whatnot. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, that, that I just, I just felt I had to mention that because in case any of our, uh, watchers get as confused by it as I did.
0: Um, yeah, I'm thinking maybe it was just the, they didn't want it to be too graphic
1: mm. Okay.
0: in the reenactment. Um, so uh, the husband is the first suspect. Um, apparently between, uh, Kay was killed sometime between the husband Bob being dropped off at home and then about an hour later he makes a phone call from home. But mm-hmm. within that hour, um, he has no alibi. So the police immediately hone in on him. Uh, they also find that there had been some sort of struggle in the cab of the car before Kay had gotten run over. Um, mm. So uh, now we get introduced to uh, Unsolved Mysteries maps.
1: Man, this, 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 is a, this was a fascinating map.
0: Yeah. I really learned about um, the Chesapeake Bay area.
1: Uh, everything between Chesapeake Bay and uh, Cor- Coralton Coralton River, um, very sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but it was pretty soph- sophisticated. So basically, it shows us what would have had to have happened if Bob were to have come back to the area of the party, which was a significant distance away. And we get a cop explaining, you know, how long it would take, and probably take twenty minutes from their house towards the friend's neighborhood and then 20 minutes back leaving him about 20 minutes to have killed his wife in that period of time
1: they really present it in such a way where it's like you know so surely yeah they present it as a pretty pretty vital piece of information like how could this how could he have you know in just 20 minutes managed to track down his wife uh, a, a offer da, 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 and get back um and I, I think it's it's definitely part of this narrative that they're trying seem to be constructing that like this sh- this is probably a guy who might just be innocent
0: yeah I got the way it was presented I got that it was very unlikely he could have even logistically pulled it off
1: oh yeah like when they show the little uh red line, Showing the path uh, the, the, he has to take to get to, to 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 where her where her and the truck are. Uh, I, I don't know about you, but to me, they they its progression is just slow enough that I think they're kind of drawing it out to to, to give you a psychological feel. I-
0: I think you're right journey. yeah there was also another detail they mentioned where because Kay was inebriated when she left the party she had actually gone in the wrong direction so,
1: yeah no, I, I was trying to, that was another thing I was confused by I was like where 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 was she going was she trying to go home or
0: I I don't know but um so here here's what we're left with and in, in terms of a reenactment there just isn't much there there's nothing very exciting that happens
1: no, we we you you have Bob Hall uh, grabbing Kay uh, in in their apartment or or house. Uh, you have a passive aggressive, oversized tip reaction. Uh, you have people finding a body allegedly underneath the tire of a truck. That's about it.
0: Um, but we do get an update. Yes. Uh, And this one blew my mind. Um, The update is that Bob Hall was found guilty of his wife's murder and got 20 years uh, for her death. Um, He was uh, convicted three years after the segment aired. Yeah. Uh, And his sentence was eventually reduced to 15 years, and I assume he has since been released. But I didn't see that one coming, Robbie. (laughs) I gotta be honest.
1: Unsolved mysteries. We've noticed in the past that when they're not the ones who solve the case, they don't really spend very much time on it. You just get no. a blank, yeah, a still image and just the basic details. And I kind of feel, obviously, that's part of the uh, uh, what's going on with this this very minimalistic update. But I also kind of think that they're maybe they're feeling a little embarrassed that. They were kind of trying to set this up as a, uh, a man wrongly accused.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah um,
1: <laughs> but rightly, but he was rightly accused, apparently. Yeah. No, they don't well, tell
0: because it didn't
1: involve unsolved mysteries. So no, why should we care?
0: We just get some sad white letters on the screen. But you know what they did milk to death? As far as updates go. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to segue right into it. Uh, immediately after that segment ends, we get yet our third update <laughs> on uh, the reunion that happened between the Vietnam vet and his uh, physical therapy nurse. Um, this is one of those situations where probably originally when it aired, the, the episode three had the update. Um, Mm -hmm. but it was tacked on to episode one and then it was mentioned as coming up in a future episode in episode two. So So this is, I assume because it was directly related to unsolved mysteries, why we get to hear about it three episodes in a
1: row. (laughs) Gosh, you're right. You're right. So
0: I think the model fits. (laughs) Uh, It's another, it's a pretty good chunk of time to devote in the show to Lieutenant Stevens and Jim, uh what's his face from Mead. episode one yeah them reuniting and uh oh, yeah we they
1: guys. it's 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 the greatest hits of that segment
0: yeah uh which we already talked about but here it is again for a third time
1: so <laughs> i mean i've it, it's a nice war, uh heartwarming segment but we don't need to hear about it every single episode. What if it
0: just keeps coming up in every episode of the season because they're so damn proud of themselves for having made this reunion happen?
1: Like that one person who had one great accomplishment in their life and they mention it ad nauseum. Uh, whether it's, you know, the, the one hit Wonder Band or Senator Lloyd Benson's big zing on Dan Quayle in the 88 vice presidential debate.
0: Oh, that's exactly what I was thinking of. I'm glad you made that reference.
1: <laughs> the the I knew Jack Kennedy, he was a good friend of mine and senator. You're no Jack Kennedy?
0: Yeah, that's the one.
1: Man. Wow. I uh, I'm glad that like he st-
0: read my mind. With that. <laughs> I was just like, ah, Dan Quayle, you crazy guy who's <laughs> taking credit for that one thing he did.
1: Yep, yep. <laughs> uh
0: was wasn't it Dan Quayle that couldn't spell potatoes or potato? <laughs> was it?
1: Yes, he was the one who was, was in that situation. I think if I understand if I recall correctly, he was you know, he's at some school or something and they were having the kids write words on the board for a spelling bee or test or something, and he had a list of the words they were supposed to spell and you know, I guess whatever teacher handed in this list apparently didn't know how to spell potato either because the word he the spelling of it he had was wrong mm-hmm. uh, on on the on the list. And to be fair to him, if I was in that situation, I'd probably probably flub it too because potato is a word that I sometimes feel insecure about.
0: I feel insecure about potatoes plural. <laughs> um, but it's because of this story.
1: Because of, of what happened with yeah, Dan I don't, Quayle, I
0: don't want to pull a Dan Quayle every time I have to write the word potatoes.
1: Yeah, uh, he he, unfortunately, uh, for him, <laughs> that's that that's the one thing he's going to be known for. <laughs> um, dang. Uh, hey,
0: hey, you want to you want to talk about uh coin, coin scams? scams?
1: Yeah, I love to and talk. I'm about... And I'm
0: not talking about Bitcoin. Oh no. <laughs> this is real coins that you can hold in your hand.
1: Right, right. Uh, so we get a segment that takes us to the, the big city, New York. Um, and it even starts out playing a piano-only version of New York, New York. So it's not the... Um, who sings New York, New York? Is it okay.
0: Frank Sinatra? Yeah, I feel like it's Sinatra.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't think I've actually heard the the actual performance of it. I've only heard like the gremlins two performance of New York, New York.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. W- 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 which is very cat. Um, but anyway, uh, I, this, this is an interesting segment because it's not really presented in such a way where they ask you to provide any information uh, you, you, you said it best yourself in our, our text messages between each other. This, this was not a mystery. This was a public service announcement. Um, yeah,
0: there's no so, call to action other than don't get involved don't in get this scam. mess.
1: Yeah. Uh, basically, what the, the con they're, they're describing is a situation where you will get approached by someone on the street who shows you this bank envelope with like valuable coins and those white square holders. And this person is telling you like, look, I just found these can, and uh, uh, there's like a phone number written on the bank envelope. Can you call this person and try to get him his coins back? And they, when they talked with the particular one of the people who got duped by this
0: and, and God knows why he admitted to it on national television. What a fucking idiot.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's not the only questionable decision he's made. He
0: was just like, yeah, I was being a little bit greedy, but I thought I was doing a good thing too. But mostly I'm a little bit greedy. Hey, I'm from New York. <laughs> That's my impression of that guy
1: <laughs> That's pretty good ah, thanks. Well, yeah, Though I appreciate his candor In that regards Cause you know he, the, And the, the situation he describes I think Really is the reason is, is the explanation For a lot of why people get Wrapped up into certain scams Whether it's like the, the 419 Emails from Nigeria or whatnot,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Is that like our greed can make a override our decision-making. Um, because yeah, like, and how he describes the situation, this person telling him, can you call this, this, this number and try to get this person their coins back. And if you try to tell this, uh, and the person running this scam seems to have chosen the decision to dress up like a bum. Uh, I, I found that, I guess that this that wardrobe decision was based on, it was somehow to reinforce the, the, the story that he doesn't like to talk on the phone with people, was, which was the reason he was giving why, why this guy's asking him like, well, why don't you just call him and Gem his
0: coins back, no no man i can't I can't this is you talk on the phone no. um, yeah, I, I think the guy who got scammed. Meant see, said that the con guy seemed a little drunk. drunk. That was part of the okay. con. Was like he was inebriated or something.
1: Right, right. So you're you're dealing with someone who you're cannot seems to not be able to perform the function yourself. So you you make the phone call. The person's like, oh, thank goodness, because those are rare and valuable coins, and they mean a lot to me. Um so yes, uh, please. Here's my here's this address. Please come by here, and I will, you know, reward you with, uh, you know, a thousand dollar reward to 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 get these coins back to me, and also the 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 person that you just described who found them, can you please just give them s- s- some money too to to thank thank them for their uh, for their efforts? And this is where the con is because the the individual in question was like, oh, okay, well, gosh, I got a thousand dollars coming to me. I can easily part with a hundred dollars. And in fact, he, he likes to brag that he actually, he gave the guy $160. <laughs> uh, you know, so he wasn't just giving him the what minimum. Is, what
0: was he giving him a tip?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it, I guess, you know, the thing is, is like, you know, cause you know, even though he's being greedy, he's still a good guy. So you know he's getting he's getting a thousand dollars off this deal. What what's an extra sixty to this this poor drunk, wino who found the the coin uh, thing? So yeah he uh, he makes the phone call and there's there's not much to this reenactment other than the initial interaction between the Mark and the uh, the alleged drunk guy. But what was really fascinating for me was (laughs) after. (laughs) Okay, you obviously are thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. It's after the phone call ends, you see the guy on the other end of the line, and it is obviously not a doctor or professional. It's it's just you know basically the kind of guy who wears a suit over a Hawaiian shirt. He he gets off the phone off a a payphone, and what seems to be, I don't know, was. Do you think this is like the sort of lobby that you would see in a place like the El Cortez and Reno? Probably. Yeah. Um, and he sits, de- he sits down on what is a very um, angular, right-angle yellow chair that might be made out of plastic. And standing next to him, leaning against a wall, is obviously supposed to be some sort of prostitute. Who's wearing a a white tank top and a thigh high mid thigh length green skirt who is I don't know I guess uh, polishing her nails.
0: Uh, they took they a just... lot of liberties with this. Tonight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, they. <laughs> uh, it does a good job of conveying just how you know shady you know, the people are involved in this con. Yeah. Who knows whether any of this is true? But I mean, clearly, you see this. You know, this isn't a guy who's going to reward someone with a thousand dollars for. Their, no, this for man is we... not a
0: serious coin collector. He's <laughs> not, not trying to serious... get his valuable coins back.
1: <laughs> not at all. Um, so the mark, he's mm-hmm. given the money to the person who gave him the coin envelope, who disappears off into the crowd. I thought it was kind of questionable having a, having the reenactor wear a bright red shirt because that, that's probably the most conspicuous shirt you could wear and least helpful for disappearing in the crowd, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they, the mark he r- arrives at the address he was given, which is actually just, you know some. Uh, what apartment blo- uh, set of apartments somewhere on the Upper East Side, mm-hmm. and uh, he has a, he has a conversation with the doorman, and this poor doorman has had what was it, dozens, if not hundreds of con- no, of this, wh-
0: act- <laughs> this is what I was laughing at earlier. The doorman says it has been three or four thousand people a year. <gasps>
1: oh, thousand, yes, okay. <laughs>
0: That, so break it down. That's like four people every day. Yeah. Come into Damn. the door. But also <laughs> break it down. Okay, so if the con man is making off with at least $100, right? That's the whole scam yeah. is get someone to give you $100. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that part makes any sense. Uh, give me $100 and then you'll get your money what, do you, what does this person have to do with it? Why do you get $100? I don't understand. But anyway, uh, I think I'm missing some fundamental part of this con, uh, doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But if you're doing, let's say, three to 4,000 of these scams per year, um, and each one of those is at least $100, we'll say at the low end, you're making, what, $300,000? <laughs> Damn! To four hundred thousand dollars a year off this coin scam.
1: At at nineteen eighties valuation of money.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, but apparently this this thing it's all over the eastern seaboard.
1: Oh it's, yeah, because Stack mentions it's in Florida, it's in all sorts of states. Yeah, it's which,
0: Boston, it's Baltimore, it's Chicago. It's does Does
1: know. that mean that there's like multiple? groups running this shit
0: was nationwide it was everywhere and people were falling for it left and right unsolved mystery said we've had enough we've had enough of people getting scammed we know this isn't a mystery but we're gonna put it on the show because people will listen to robert stack
1: true true yeah so if someone comes up to you and hands you an envelope with like three coins in it that you know on the little paper holders it says they're worth you know thirteen hundred dollars it uh, turns out they're just going to be like an Indian head penny, and, which means they know. had
0: at least in New York City three to four thousand Indian head pennies
1: penny circulating around. Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah, um, this, this...
0: I think there were some Chuck E. Cheese tokens. They weren't worth anything.
1: Right, right. I mean, like these these scam guys. They're they you know if the person doesn't fall for for it they're just out like a couple of bucks. And obviously if you're ranking in 300,000 a year.
0: Yeah. Uh, you can you scare know. those Indian pennies.
1: Totally. Ben. <laughs> yeah. This, this is, um,
0: you know, this... I think it's been a long enough though, that like, you know, Robert Stack told, told everyone don't to, fall this... for it. Don't do it. And then no one fell for it ever again. But I think it's been enough time. It's been about 30 years, but maybe this is a prime Time for a comeback of this con. Are
1: you, are you proposing that we, that we become coin scammers?
0: Yes. And what I'm saying is we get on eBay right now invest everything we have in Indian pennies. <laughs> and Monopoly tokens. And we take this shit on the road is what I'm saying. Because no one listens to this podcast. They're not going to know it's us.
1: Greed is enough like greed will override it's the whole reason why 419 scams work mm-hmm. is you know like it's totally ridiculous the idea that you could send out you know $500 of what is essentially untraceable cash out of the country with no way to track it no 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 accountability and expect that you'll receive millions of dollars in return it's a ridiculous pro- uh, proposition but you know the idea that you could end up with thirteen or fourteen million dollars is is so such a huge amount, um, and it works. At the Smiths Grocery Store in Dayton, mm-hmm. I asked I asked one of the clerks that works at the um, you know services counter, and she says that every week they have to turn away three or four people. Who are trying to send money to Nigeria or other places. Um, so, I mean, and that's just in Dayton. Like, there are three or four people in Dayton every week who are trying to send money out to Nigeria. So, that's
0: intense because there's only like 20 people total that live in Dayton.
1: Dayton, exactly. Um,
0: <laughs> Do you think it's the same, like, three people every week, though?
1: You know, maybe that's it. Because um, yeah, if if you if you fall for the scam, it is possible you could probably fall for it again. It's like there was a comp somewhere in the Midwest who bankrupted his county because he kept sending money from the county to to Nigeria, or you know, it may have, it may have been Benin or Ghana or or whatnot. Um, but basically, the lesson here is yes, Crystal. We should be, become coin scammers because people will fall for it. So our next segment involves the lost Hawaiian fishermen. Uh, this was an incident that happened in 1979 in the Hawaiian Islands. Uh, I believe that in the town of Hana on the Isle of Maui. Uh, February eleventh, nineteen seventy nine. Sure. Yeah.
0: I feel uh, like that's right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, there were.
0: Sorry, there Hawaii. Were, I don't know where any of your stuff is. <laughs> yeah, I. It, it,
1: it, they're just. I can't distinguish between the the different islands. They're all just sort of. Hawaii is one of those states where, when. You know fourth graders who aren't in Hawaii, you draw it on the map. they just draw a bunch of circles
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they even remember to put it on the map.:
1: Right, right. it's uh, quite it's, uh, for Hawaiians and Alaskans, yes. I don't know for you guys, if you're aware of this, but down here in the lower 48, sometimes in terms of maps, you get guys get the shaft. Oh, they uh, know. they know. Also,
0: okay. I, I'm pretty sure the Upper Peninsula of Michigan is uh, sadly neglected as well.
1: I definitely On don't know
0: fourth grade I maps.
1: I definitely don't know offhand what the name of that peninsula is. No, that's just what
0: I, it's called. It's called the Upper Peninsula.
1: <laughs> is that it? I thought yeah, it was special. It.
0: No, it's not like the it.
1: Panhandle of Florida
0: or anything. No, it's just it's well. If you're cool and you're from there, you get to call it the UP. But it's the Upper Peninsula. Did, did
1: you live in Michigan for I didn't.
0: know. I, I dated a guy that was from the Upper oh, Peninsula. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, okay. he
0: was a loud and proud youper, and we can get into all of that. I'm sure when uh, another Michigan case comes up, we were talking about <laughs> Hawaii. I'm sorry, Hawaii.
1: Yes, yes, sorry, Hawaii. Even on our podcast, when there's we, a segment we about... We to talk you.
0: about Hawaii when it's a segment about Hawaii.
1: Um, there were five men. Benjamin Kalama... Calum, don't Ralph don't do this do don't, so. don't <laughs> okay uh there were five got friends Benjamin Ralph Scott Patrick yeah, and there Peter. you
0: go.
1: um they went on a 17 foot Boston Whaler boat named the Sarah Joe they're all experienced fishermen yeah and I'd they like to I'd like
0: to point out though in the reenactment before we get too far into this we get a lot of boat scenes they clearly went and filmed in Hawaii yeah. But the boat that they show the reenactors taking off in is a little like outboard mo- motor skiff. It's not a 17-foot 17 so foot whaler, so I was so confused during this whole segment. I'm like, are you telling me they went out to open sea <laughs> in that little tiny boat? But no, it was like an actual. Sh- okay, it, I so- don't think they wanted to sh- shell out for running an actual boat for the reenactments. What I think happened.
1: Okay. Okay, that. Oh, right. Okay. So obviously, you're a lot more experienced with maritime matters than I am. Spent a lot of time at sea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, with a 17 foot Boston whaler, Mm -hmm. would that be the sort of craft where it might be plausible that you could survive on if you were traveling between Hawaii and someplace several thousand miles away, like the Marshall Islands?
0: um yeah it's not really intended for that though a whaler obviously is just a little it's a fishing boat right. so uh f- boat people feel free to i mean I, I anticipate the irish listeners will immediately get at me for this <laughs> but uh it's it's going to be a 17 foot boat so just picture that in your mind um it probably doesn't have an outboard bo- outboard motor it probably has an internal motor so
1: okay. that just means
0: you can't see it um, it's, it's underwater and then, um, it, it would have like a, probably an under deck area, right. a small right. under deck area. This is not a big boat. I mean, I'm not yeah. trying to say it's big. It's bigger than a little putt-putt that they showed you right, in but Ahmed, but
1: it's. It, it would be more, cause it'd be more plausible that people could live, uh, survive on this than in that completely exposed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh little motorboat uh, that they are depicted in the reenactment. Yeah. This boat disappears. Um, unfortunately, you know they ser- they they do a, a pretty big search on it. Um, you know the coast guards involved. Uh, this uh, marine biologist, for some reason are I mean they're they're en- enlisted in, in the search as well. No one finds it. I guess people eventually come to the conclusion that they're lost at sea and then 10 years later um john naughton who was one of those marine biologists that was involved with the search is in the marshall islands and him and his crew find uh, the the sarah joe on an island Mm -hmm. um at least what's left of the craft because in the reenactment uh this they obviously just got some really ramshackle bit of wreckage and it's it's on the beach and a short t- distance from there they find a grave it has uh, a cross in it and then i guess they said what was it coral or no um some rock sea rocks or something stacked <laughs> sea rocks yeah okay <laughs> um So I don't know about you, but like watching the reenactment for the first time, a couple of those rocks were kind of skull shaped to Mm my eye, which, you know, I I think I only saw because they mentioned that there there were skeleton bits.
0: Yeah, it looked like a big old pile of bones. That's what it looked like.
1: Yeah. Uh, So the, you know, the Coast Guard come, they, they, they do their... Survey, you know, examination, whatever. They dig up the grave. It is one of the five guys that was on the Sarah Joe.
0: It was Scott uh, Morland. Scott Morland. Mormon. Scott Morland. More More man. It was Scott.
1: Scott. Definitively.
0: They identified from the dental records. Totally. And then more maps.
1: Yes, yes. Uh Unsolved Mysteries is treating us to a lot of maps this season. We, I find
0: I... them really informative. And I think specifically for this case and the one earlier, um, they really help illustrate the amount of distance.
1: Right. Yeah. Um and cause... obviously
0: they got a little they got a little money, they got a little graphic designer uh-huh. this season.
1: Uh huh. So you get the idea that like this is definitely an immense distance to, to be found. Um, it was,
0: well, it was t- 2000 miles,
1: 2000 miles, Yeah. which, uh, especially in the boat, they depicted the reenactment. I could not imagine surviving on that for a 2000 mile journey across the ocean. Um, it's, uh, what, what is, what is particular. So, you know, this obviously brings up questions of like, well, where's the other four people? What happened? Uh, were they like surviving on a atoll island uh, for all this time? Though uh, the 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 real thing that makes it a, a a big mystery is that the Coast Guard actually they they examined this island a few years beforehand, and when they did that initially, there was no boat wreckage and there was no grave, so. This is this is what makes it a lot more tricky because my 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 thought on on this if it wasn't for that would simply have been um, well the grave is also a question my but my thought would have been like they got swept out at sea they ended up on this island either they di- you know like they and they died there. Uh, they, one of them got buried, but the thing is, is like, um, you know, it wasn't like five years past before their, their boat arrived on this wreck, uh, on this isle, atoll and, and one of them got buried. So where was their boat and the remains before that?
0: I mean, this is, this is they don't even attempt to offer an explanation
1: Theories, yeah cuz it, it is it is it is a complex situation but i i have i have my conjecture i don't know if you have an idea as to what was going on
0: i'm com- i'm completely clueless other than at some point they were at another island and they were there stuck there for a long time and maybe yeah. Because of a medical issue, running out of food, who knows what. Um, they decided. They to- yeah, they tried to leave wherever they were at. Um, and it's possible that maybe it was even Scott's medical, maybe he was injured. We don't know. Um, yeah. But there's some kind of. I think they got stuck somewhere else. They try to make a break for it to go back to Hawaii. And then the currents end up taking. I mean, they had to have been out of fuel.
1: It's oh, just,
0: yeah. th- there's no way this is not a boat that's meant for the long haul um, and th- it doesn't have sails. So you basically if you try to make a break for it, you're going to get s- washed
1: you're gonna be- wherever you're going to get. Yeah. And so through. instead yeah.
0: they ended up uh, in the Marshall Islands. Uh, as to what happened to the rest of them. Who can say Because <laughs> we know what happens to the boat and we know what happens to Scott, but we don't know what happens to the other five guys.
1: Right and and yeah that's the thing is like that who buried him like did they but if if they if they buried him there where are their bodies, um, I yeah, I mean certainly there 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 was one one, one scenario I scenario thought was that somehow yeah they got washed to an island there they're apparently able to survive for however long there. Uh, and they're they're just trying to they, they try to journey to another island end up here but then you you're left with those the only scenario I can come up with that might sort of explain it is like they get swept you know they get swept away from Hawaii and maybe over the course of getting swept away from Hawaii they're not fortunate enough to hit another island they progressively die one by one. And maybe Scott was the last one left and uh, he gets washed ashore on the, uh, on this Island. I mean, I I, I'm thinking maybe he just dies on the boat Mm -hmm. and the boat lands on this, uh, this, this particular atoll, and maybe, you know, years pass by someone, uh, maybe uh, you know someone just comes by, finds this you know this
0: this
1: mm. boat with uh, like a skeleton on it, and for some reason chooses not to report it, but instead just uh, tries to give the person a little burial. Like you know, maybe they figure like, well, what's the point in even uh, trying to track this person down or anything? So I'll just you know make a little grave for them and give them a little cross and. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, mysterious stranger. uh, Whatever happened to you? Uh, You know, that's that's one scenario. That's the scenario that kind of popped in my head.
0: Um, we're never gonna know, and this is just so frustrating. We're never, (laughs) we're never gonna know what happened.
1: Oh yeah, I I mean, it it must be horrible for like, you know, uh, for for the uh, for the family because various families because it's like. I mean, it'd be in one way, it'd be kind of one thing if they were just lost at sea and you never saw them, and you would just eventually come to the conclusion that they, they drowned at in the ocean somehow. Um, they were lost at sea, and it'd be another thing if like they found all of their bodies on an island and it was not such a weird convoluted thing where like well their bodies couldn't have been there until 5 years later uh but to find only like one body that's been deliberately buried and the other four are nowhere to be seen it 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 leaves you with one of those situations it's one of those you know you, you you'll never know what happened to them yeah. oh and then they, and and they mentioned there's like At the grave, there was like a stack of little pieces of paper. Yeah,
0: there was like paper that was intentionally buried with the bones that had like aluminum foil stuck to it or something.
1: Little squares of aluminum foil in between each piece of paper. So if you're someone, whoever it would be, who understands what the purpose of that is, please please tell us because (laughs) I have no idea.
0: I don't, uh, the only thing I could possibly think of is being used as like a reflective like, SOS, but in that case, why would
1: they bury it with the? Yeah,
0: and, and why would it be so small? I mean, at least the way they the reenactment had it, they were little tiny pieces of paper, so...
1: Oh, come on, Chris. So if you're going to try to get, a like, a, a plane that's several thousand miles above <laughs> attention, a piece of metal that's small enough to fit in the palm of your hand is surely sufficient.
0: Well, I, I think maybe if you spread them out in an intentional way, it would... Oh, well,
1: like, you use them to make a letter, maybe? or, or Maybe,
0: or, or just a pattern that wouldn't look yeah. like, you know, just floats him and jets him. You know, if I've learned anything from this segment and also from watching point break a couple days ago, uh, it's stay the fuck out of the ocean because that shit is scary. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's going to kill you. So. I think,
1: uh, I think we passed by the segment that we're not going to talk about.
0: Um, yeah, we we kinda but, sailed by it if anyone was but, paying close attention.
1: Yeah. I and I feel kind of obligated to even though I'm not gonna talk about it, I am mm-hmm. gonna mention it. Um and we're just we're not gonna talk about it. But we're not because, talking about
0: it.
1: Yeah. Uh and I you know I I don't like in movies or anything having to sit through animals being hurt.
0: I cry when a horse falls down in a movie. Oh shit. So that we're not going to, so we're not going to talk about it.
1: Yeah. But there, is, I, I'm going to give the audience a few just basic, you know, not, not anything about the segment, just basic information that if you know anything, uh, any, if you have any clue or insight into what may have happened in the late eighties, where a, a woman named Mabel Wood who took care, took in, uh, dogs and took care of them. It, she suffered a lot of harassment and arson uh, towards herself and the dogs. This was in Missouri n- near bon T- T- Um If you ever hear anyone talking about this or whatnot and you have some clue, please contact the authorities. Um, unfortunately, the person that was behind this was never caught. So, so, yeah, if you know anything, contact the St. Uh, Fran- Francois County sheriffs. Um, though, on, on the plus side, I guess uh, when I was doing some reading, because I, I didn't even watch the segment. I just had to read about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, even though they never caught the culprit beca- because of this, um, on, I guess one beneficial thing of this segment is as soon as this segment aired – the harassment stopped completely. Mm, so no good. more animals were hurt.
0: That's
1: good. Uh, yes. So moving on. But we're not talking uh, about
0: it. So moving on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: so uh, that brings us to the final uh, segment in this marathon of an episode. <laughs>
1: Which which is an FBI alert. FBI uh, alert. Uh, like, you think they give
0: us some like special graphic for an FBI alert, right? Right, because it
1: definitely seems like this is apparently an actual regular feature now. FBI mm. alert, um, and yeah, like if it's going to be this regularized, they should have mm. a graphic for it.
0: Mm. Um, so it's a it's a real quick. Uh, FBI alert. Basically, what happened was a baby was abducted. Uh, a three-day-old baby was abducted out, out of a hospital. Uh, if, I don't remember. It, it Listen, it doesn't matter where it happened. A baby was abducted. Uh, it was someone posing as a nurse. Um, we get some, like, various drawings of what the nurse may have looked like people were saying she was east.
1: Is right she was, east she was east
0: indian she was african-american she may have been hispanic pakistani. nobody pakistani nobody can quite you know pick up on what this woman looked like all the drawings look different and weird um in, anyway uh the the family is uh, clearly i mean who wouldn't be they're they're completely devastated right yeah. Uh, but we immediately get an update And yep. Robbie They got their baby back
1: Yes yes, their it's
0: baby back They got their baby back
1: <laughs> uh, Baby back, baby back, baby back
0: <laughs> uh, So they got their baby back um, The baby's name is Avery They got uh, They got the baby back <laughs> Sorry I <laughs> was watching this segment and I knew I was going to do it I knew I was going to do it when we recorded this. And I am but too. I, I'm too, The baby was covered in barbecue <laughs> sauce. Is how they got their baby back. <laughs> no, Avery, Avery, the baby, he's returned to his parents because um, uh, some woman, assuming it was definitely the woman who abducted him in the first place trying to call in to a county records office to get a birth certificate for a quote-unquote home birth that had occurred a couple months before. Um, yeah. Somebody in the records office had, was diligent and probably had seen the episode when it first aired. Uh, so they made calls to the authorities. Um, the baby was returned. The family's so excited. Um, Unsolved Mysteries pats themselves on the back for about two minutes. and the baby uh, lived happily ever after i assume and the kidnapper (laughs) but this is the mind-blowing part the kidnapper the woman who did the kidnapping was sentenced to 30 years in prison (laughs) which i think is probably um other than the the nudist uh child molester is the longest prison sentence we've seen on the show
1: It is definitely severe. Um, It's
0: more than uh, the dude who murdered his wife earlier in the episode got.
1: Right. Well, and if you you read uh, uh, really closely on that, he was originally sentenced to 20 years in prison. But on appeal, uh, he actually, he plea bargained and he got like when it was reduced to 15 years. That wasn't 15 years in prison. That was 15 years of probation.
0: Wait, are you serious? So he served Uh, five?
1: Uh, I don't even, I don't even think he served five. So theoretically,
0: the woman who stole a baby (laughs) is still in prison while a murderer got out after a few years in prison? Yeah. I'm not saying you should steal a baby, I'm just saying. No, no,
1: and and it's, that's certainly a really severe crime, but murder is also a severe
0: crime. But the baby was returned unharmed. The baby was fine.
1: Right, right, right. Um, Don't
0: go stealing babies. Yeah,
1: shit. Yeah, shit is you know. Serious. Yeah, I mean, really, uh, you shouldn't have to unless like there's like biologic. There's like a reproductive hitch up. I um, mean, a lot.
0: You know, just- but there's like a process for that that doesn't involve going into hospital and <laughs> just taking a baby.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and you know what's interesting is this. This this FBI alert segment, you know, it's not a reenactment. We don't have any reenactments, but what we have is like an attempt to, I don't know if I've necessarily say they're trying to fool us into thinking there's a reenactment, but like when they're describing the situation where the mother's in bed and the nurse comes in and she's like, Oh, I have to go do, I have to do a, you know, whatever. Uh, Um, they they have a first person point of view of the camera going into this a uh, room a room of a hospital. I don't want to say it was the room, and it's empty. It's an empty room. The unsolved mysteries people just send a second unit out somewhere to shoot some <laughs> hospital footage. And, you know, they so they show like going into the room. They're describing. Yeah, she came in. She took the baby and then she she closed the privacy curtain and they have some sort of uh, crew member reach in and pull the curtain uh, closed <clears throat> and you know so we this is the closest we get to a reenactment in this particular uh, FBI alert and i kind of which i think i i, I think makes sense cuz in the, these FBI alerts are just sort of a real brief filler um you know, just sending out an alert about something, and, you know, it's it's not really the meat and potatoes of the show. You know, what's interesting is, like, when season two started, didn't that con- consist of, like, only two two reenactments, and they were both half an hour long each?
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, this is uh, this is there's a lot of jumping the shark this season. Yeah,
0: um, they're going to keep us on our toes. I feel like in season two.
1: Well, and I kind of feel like each each one of these episodes so far we've watched in season two has had an unexplained segment, and I kind of get the feeling that like when season two started, they saw they looked at like the responses uh, of of what people liked, Mm -hmm. and there there were not very many explained segments in season one, they, you know, they were like only what every third episode or so. Mm -hmm. So they, this is falling into what I definitely more remember from the show, which is you had three, you know, real mysteries. And then you had some sort of either UFO or ghost or miracle or whatever segment.
0: You know, I really am intrigued by this, Hawaii unexplained one because it isn't
1: a bullshit. It's not you know,
0: bullshit. It's a real yeah. mystery for which there is no explanation.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I it's mean, not,
0: and, and no, and they're not even trying to like say it was this or that. It, it, they're just like, here's the facts. We don't know what happened. Right. Uh, and that to me is truly chilling.
1: Oh yeah. Because no, it's for
0: very, sure. just guys Stay out of the ocean like you are a land mammal stay away from it it's dangerous <laughs> it's bigger than you it's more powerful than you it takes what it wants just stay out of the ocean
1: yeah, yeah it, it, it's terrifying no it's truly terrifying the idea of like these guys being on this boat in the middle of the ocean with no way to get back home mm-hmm. I, I i can't even that. Uh, that is that is horrifying.
0: I would a hundred percent watch that movie though.
1: Oh yeah, totally. It's kind of, uh, I mean, we've gotten bits and pieces of that in other, but not that particular story. I think there was one where Robert Redford, this was like five or six years ago was in a film where he was stranded out in the ocean. Mm. But that must I be am-
0: hard because he's a, you know, he's a ginger. I bet he burned pretty easy.
1: <laughs> oh man, I <laughs> bet he ever. Do you know that I was named after Robert Redford? I
0: didn't know that.
1: Oh yeah, my my mom confided in the this in, in me, um, and she was quite she quite intently told me, "Do not tell your father because he thinks you were named after him." But when I decided <laughs> to name Robert. <laughs> <laughs> it was after Robert Redford.
0: <laughs> that is funny to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, Robert Redford—what a what a stone cold fox! You know? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, should we uh, should we put put a bow on this?
1: Um, so, Heather's uh, our uh, Crystal's already covered all the uh, social media stuff. But yes, please go do that. And unless you have anything to say,
0: I don't. Uh, I'm glad you got my name right there on the second try. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but maybe that means I'll actually get our sign off right.
0: Um. Well, fingers crossed. All right. You want to take a try.
1: Yes. For every mystery, there is
0: someone <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> Who knows the truth?
0: Perhaps that someone is watching. Perhaps it's you.